What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. And today we had an important episode. This is something that I really should talk about more. Well, the one topic I do mention all the time, but I kind of I made this post that was a little bit suspenseful. I talked about the two unsung heroes of fat loss. And when I made the post, I said that these are the two unsung heroes that can literally destroy all of your hard work. Like you can be super dialed in with your nutrition, dialed in with your training, taking walks every day. You could be doing all the things right, but these two unsung heroes can ruin all of that if you are not careful, if you don't pay attention to them. And I reveal exactly what those two things are in this episode. So you should probably pay attention because these things matter a lot. Again, one of them I talk about all the time. The other one I should probably talk about more, but I'm just going to let you dive in and listen. If you enjoy the episode, please do me a favor and take a screenshot right now of yourself listening right on your phone, screenshot it wherever you listen to the podcast, and then go to Instagram, upload it to your story, tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner, and let me know that you're listening. And if you don't enjoy the episode, just keep it to yourself. Um, No, but please, if you enjoy it, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. I greatly appreciate any time I can get a five-star rating and review, again, as long as it's authentic. And if you can share this podcast with a friend, that is legit the greatest gift that you can give to me. So I thank you for it and enjoy the episode. All right, guys, welcome to another Monday night. It's nice to be back on a Monday night training session. This topic is kind of suspenseful. I named it the unsung heroes of fat loss. And if you're listening on the podcast, I will likely give it away in the title. But if you're watching in the Facebook group right now, it just says the unsung heroes of fat loss. So hopefully, if you guys have been following me for any sort of length of time, you already know or have an idea of what one of them is because I talk about it, you know, way too much, um, but maybe aren't, you know, a hundred percent sure of what both of them are. So I'm talking about two specific unsung heroes of fat loss. And the reason I call them the unsung heroes is because not a lot of people talk about them enough and not a lot of people understand just how powerful they are. These two things are so powerful that they can completely wipe out anything that you're doing when it comes to training and nutrition and pretty much make that all irrelevant, meaning you can have the perfect macro plan, you can have the best training program in the world, but if you are not aware of these two unsung heroes, they will completely make all of that other stuff irrelevant, meaning you'll be doing a lot of work, but you won't be seeing the results and that can be super frustrating. So, Rather than ignoring these two unsung heroes, let's talk about them and let's kind of identify them, right? So we don't want them to be kind of like this this hidden secret that nobody discusses. We want to bring them to the forefront and talk about how important they are because when we understand how important they are, then we can actually take them seriously. And I feel like when I announce the first one, there is going to be a collective eye roll I can almost feel it happening. Even though I can't see you, even though I don't know where you are right now as you're listening to this, I can almost guarantee that you are going to 
Roll your eyes when I announce the first unsung hero. So maybe you guessed it. And we are talking about sleep. Yes, I know. It is uncontrollable in so many ways for so many people. But sleep can completely derail your progress and make everything else irrelevant in terms of what you're doing with your nutrition, what you're doing with your training. And it needs to be talked about. Now, I am not a sleep expert, but I know enough and I want to talk about um, just how important it is. So the first thing that we have to understand with sleep is that it is not an all or nothing thing. A lot of times I hear people saying, well, you know, based off of my schedule or my family life or my personal life, work life, whatever it is, um, I just can't get eight hours. That's okay. Can you get seven If you can't get seven, can you get six? If you can't get six, can you get five? Oftentimes we feel like it's this like eight hours or four hours. And there, last time I checked, there was a whole range of numbers in between those two. So, you know, something is better than nothing in terms of sleep and also quality matters. So if you are getting five quality hours, that is a lot better than getting five interrupted or disrupted hours or even six disrupted hours. So quality is super important as well. Um, The reason why, and I'm going to kind of rattle off like a whole bunch of different reasons as to why sleep is so important and all of the things that it influences, starting with hunger. So one of the things that we know is that lack of sleep or disrupted sleep influences your hunger and satiety hormones, which means that we see leptin, which is our satiety hormone, um, downregulated, and ghrelin, which is our hunger hormone, upregulated, which means that you can eat a lot of food, be very short on sleep, and still be very hungry. Um, That is not a great recipe for achieving your body composition results. It's it's you know fighting this uphill battle where you're going to naturally be hungrier and it's going to be more difficult to stay satiated. Um, so from a strict willpower standpoint, um, we actually see correlations to lack of sleep and lack of willpower. So not only are you hungrier, but you also have less discipline and willpower simply from a lack of sleep. So if you've ever tried to make better decisions and you're sleep deprived, and you're scratching your head as to, man, why did I make that choice? I don't understand. Well, it's because you didn't get adequate sleep or you didn't get enough quality sleep. Um, Those two things go hand in hand. So it is really challenging when you are sleep deprived and you are trying to stay consistent, you're going to be hungrier. It's going to be more difficult to stay full and your willpower and discipline are going to be influenced. The other thing that we see connected from a hormonal standpoint is sex hormones. So we see that sex hormones are lowered. Um, and, and this is just, you know, with, with stress in general. So lack of sleep, you know, is going to be stressful on the system because that's when all of the recovery and recuperation and recharge process happens. Um, this is basically like your body resetting to like the default settings. It's like, all right, we're going to restore the factory settings. Um, and if you don't allow that process to happen, then you will see hormonal implications like downregulation of sex hormones. So lower sex drive, lower testosterone. Um, With women, we can see fluctuations in progesterone and estrogen either one way or the other, but you will not feel very good. So what happens often is there is this level of moodiness or crankiness with lack of sleep, which again, so you'll, you'll be quick to snap 
and you know, quick to um, just get frustrated, which also can lead to poor decision making. So now you can start to see how these things, as you add the pieces up together, sleep becomes so freaking important. Um, also, from a cortisol standpoint and an insulin standpoint, again, two important hormones that often get a bad reputation, but they're necessary. They're necessary for whatever you want to accomplish. They're necessary for survival, and they are absolutely important for body composition. We'll see elevations or dysregular um, cortisol curves with lack of sleep, and insulin resistance is more likely with lack of sleep. One of the things that happens when we sleep um, is that our brain kind of sorts through the important and non-important activities that happened in the previous day. So it kind of stores, um, it's, it you know, goes through this memory storing process. It goes through this uh, kind of like filter process of saying like, okay, um, you know, that thing that happened, whatever it was, like, you know, I left my sock on the floor and I didn't put it in the hamper um, and, and my wife got mad or whatever. That wasn't a big deal. And it kind of stores that memory as non-important or non-essential. Uh, when you don't get into a deep enough sleep, that whole filtering process is disrupted. So you are more likely to get into non-essential arguments. Basically, um, you might find yourself fighting with your significant other about stuff that feels really inconsequential. And you're like, what the hell were we fighting about? Usually one or both of you had disrupted sleep. And so you didn't have that, that filing process go on throughout the night. And so you end up at each other's throats and you're like, later, maybe after a good night's sleep, you, you wake up and you're like, that was so silly. Well, now your brain has, has had a chance to like file that away as not important. Um, the other thing that happens in your brain is that we see lack of sleep influencing neurotransmitters. So disrupted sleep, um, if you have trouble getting, you know, falling asleep, it's likely an indication that you are low in either GABA or serotonin or both, because those are the neurotransmitters that calm our brains down and allow us to get into a proper state of sleep. We actually, when, when I was developing the Limitless PM formulation with Jason, uh, which is an incredible sleep product, that was the thought process was how can we put, how can we create a formula that produces the neurological state that is optimal for falling asleep and staying asleep, which is my belief that most products only focus on like sedation but not like your brain chemistry and how can you actually stay asleep and get deeper sleep. So we really focused on serotonin, GABA, and also cortisol control. Because when you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like wired, that's cortisol, that's adrenaline. So if we have a formula that shuts that off and increases serotonin and GABA, that's why our supplement is so effective in, you know, a lot of people who have tried it have said they've tried every sleep product, even, you know, medication prescribed sleep products and nothing works as good. That's because we were very thoughtful in, in the creation of it. But when you have disrupted sleep or you can't fall asleep, um, there is something going on with your GABA, serotonin, or both. And that's why, why like wind down routines are so important that you're not increasing cortisol before bed, that you're not increasing adrenaline before bed. When you have those racing thoughts, it's typically because you are low on serotonin or GABA. So we need to do some things through a wind down process to help increase 
serotonin and GABA and help decrease cortisol adrenaline, like, you know, having a cup of tea and, you know, reading before bed, just calming your brain down, shutting off blue lights, not having caffeine too close to bed, having carbs with your last meal and giving yourself a couple hours of digestion. And, uh, you know, just anything that, that brings you into that rest and digest mode, but having a consistent process for that. Um, oftentimes it's just the lack of routine that gets in most people's way. And I realize again, that a lot of this um, is determined by like work schedule, personal life. If you have kids, there's a lot of things that are out of your control. Focus on the things that you can control. Um, you know, there's a lot that we can do to improve the quality and hopefully the duration of sleep. You know, one of the things that a lot of fitness people get into the habit of doing is cutting their sleep short to work out. And I'm never one to say like, oh, you shouldn't work out. But if you're on four hours of sleep and you're like, sorry, I got to get to the gym, um, you're not going to, your, your body's not going to progress. You can make that decision. That's totally fine. If you like to work out and you can only get four hours of sleep and you want to go work out, cool, be my guest. But you're not doing your bodies any favor. You're not going to progress. You're not going to be able to, um, you know, get the results that you want from training if you are constantly sleep deprived. So from a neurological standpoint, from a stress standpoint, from a hormonal standpoint, um, yeah, this is the unsung hero. This is one of the unsung heroes. So what to do about it is really just focus on what you can control. Like I said, put yourself in a consistent wind down routine as much as you possibly can, as much as it can remain consistent, um, you know, shut off blue lights or get blue light blocking glasses. Don't have caffeine after a certain point, depending um, on what your schedule looks like. But for me, typically after 12 o'clock afternoon, um, no caffeine and just have a hard cutoff time. Um, you know, make sure that you're doing relaxing activities before bed, that you're not driving cortisol up. The biggest thing actually, when it comes to racing thoughts is our brains like closed loops. What I mean by that is if you've got this big to-do list and you haven't like tied it together or had a, a stopping point, your brain is like, well, wait, there's this, there's this thing that's not finished and it will keep you up thinking about it. So what I started doing, which is crazy to me that I've only just started doing this, but I actually just started doing a like task complete or, or, or a list of, Hey, this needs to be done still. This is where I left off. This needs to be done. And I just have it in my notes and that way it can be out of my brain. I don't have to constantly think about it. So it closes those loops. And then I know the next morning it's all there for me. It's safe. I don't have to remember everything. Um, so if you have trouble with that, close those loops, actually put your, put um, either a voice memo or write it down or put it in your notes. And that way you've got everything out of your mind. Um, and, and again, it's, think about just anything that you can do to calm the brain down, which will effectively increase serotonin and or GABA. Um, ideally, we want both to be high right before bed. So again, if you can have some carbs with the last meal of the day, if you can have an established wind down routine, if you can do some relaxing activities, um, and you know, then there's a couple other things like the temperature, it should be cool. Studies show like 67 degrees or, uh, um, is kind of ideal, but I don't really like to play with specific numbers, just a cool temperature, pitch black, blackout shades are amazing. Um, obviously like a comfortable bed and pillow. Um, and then 
there are studies that show that sleeping naked does help. So if you, if you are comfortable with it, sleep naked, there are studies that show that it actually improves sleep. So that would be um, kind of how to manage your quality and also hopefully the quantity of sleep that you're getting. Number two from the unsung hero department that can also completely destroy your progress if it's not handled, regardless of what you're doing with your training, regardless of what you're doing with your nutrition, this other unsung hero can swoop in and take all of that right out of the picture and you will be spinning your wheels and you will be extremely frustrated and you will feel like your body does not respond no matter what you do. And this is stress. So this was the one that I was thinking you probably would have guessed as an unsung hero. And the reason why it's a hero, most people might think it's a villain. It's actually not. It is a hero because stress is necessary for anything, for any adaptation that we want. If we want to get better at anything in life, we need stress. And actually we need sleep as well because the act of getting better happens during sleep. So when we impose a stress and we have the proper environment for adaptation to occur, the adaptation occurs during sleep. When you learn an instrument, you don't actually get better at playing the instrument until you are sleeping. Um, That is when the skill happens. It kind of, again, this like memory storage system, this filing system in your brain all happens during sleep. So we impose this stress of an uncomfortable thing that we don't know yet that we have to learn and then we sleep, and that is when the magic happens. Same thing with fat loss, same thing with muscle building. All of these things are adaptations to an imposed stressor. Fat loss is an adaptation to an imposed calorie deficit. Um, muscle building is, a, is an adaptation to the stressor of lifting heavy shit. You know, our, our body feels threatened by a heavy barbell on our back or trying to pull it off the ground or trying to lift it overhead. Those are all perceived threats. But if we have the proper environment for adaptation to occur, then our body's like, oh, well, I don't want to be in that situation again. So let's rebuild our muscles even bigger and stronger. And that way, when we try to pick up that weight again, it won't be as stressful. Uh, However, if stress is not managed, if we're not getting adequate sleep, if we're not managing stress, then the adaptation will be the opposite of what we want, which is pretty much all of the things that I mentioned during during the sleep part of this, which is um, hormonal implications like high cortisol, insulin resistant, or I shouldn't just say high cortisol because it can actually go to cortisol depletion and then low cortisol, but irregular cortisol curve, um, low sex hormones, uh, low thyroid hormones, basically not what you want to be successful. So the way that I think of stress is like a bucket and we've got these stressful events that pour water out of the bucket. And then we have these recharging events that pour water into the bucket. And we always want to keep our bucket as full as possible. Just like the saying goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. This is the exact thought process when it comes to stress. If you are always emptying your bucket, your body will not respond. If you have no water in your bucket, you will not respond the way that you want. You will have a whole cascading situation of 
just hormonal irregularities of feeling frustrated that your body's not changing, feeling like you're working your ass off with nothing to show for it. I can assure you that if that is you, then you're likely under chronic stress. Even if you don't think you are with everyday life, you might just be chronically under eating, which is a chronic stress. You might just be uh, you know, chronically overtraining, which is a stress. More often than not, it's not um, overtraining is not an issue, but I've seen it plenty of times. People doing way too much cardio, way too much working out. Uh, most of the time, it's chronic under eating or chronic under eating followed by chronic overeating. So both of those are stressors. And, and so if you're in this situation where you are spinning your wheels, where you feel like you've hit a plateau, where you feel like nothing you're doing is producing a result, I can almost guarantee that it comes down to the accumulation of stress, that you are pouring out way too much water from your bucket and you're not doing enough to fill up your bucket. So if we think about like the things that empty the water, those are pretty straightforward and standard, like eating too little or eating too much, um, overtraining, not getting enough recovery from your training, um, poor sleep, you know, like I just talked about, uh, personal stress, getting in, you know, an argument with your partner or, or kids or whoever, work stress, sitting in traffic, being frustrated by whatever the fuck happened in your day. All of those things can drain water from your bucket. The things that fill up your bucket eating quality foods, eating enough food, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, going on walks, getting out in nature, getting some sunlight, having a nice conversation with a friend, um, you know, hugging someone, physical touch. Uh, there are plenty of things that can fill up that bucket, listening to music, reading a book, um, you know, anything that is a relaxing, recharging, stretching, yoga, that sort of stuff, getting a massage, all of those things can put water back in your bucket. And I always just try to think it's never going to be perfectly balanced. That is just not practical in our you know, day-to-day lives. We just have to accept that. It's just not going to be perfect balance. However, if you can rattle off a whole bunch of things in your life right now that drain your bucket, and by the way, like I mentioned, eating too little calorie deficit is a drain. Training too much, over-exercising is a drain. So if you can rattle off a whole bunch of things that drain your bucket and you can only list like eh, one or two things that fill your bucket, that's a problem. That is going to be very difficult for your body to progress the way that you want it to, uh, whether it's physical results or mental results. Because remember that in order to progress from a mindset perspective, you still have to have some balance, have some level of homeostasis. Otherwise, all of those hormonal and neurotransmitter irregularities are going to make it really difficult for you to stay in the proper mindset and the proper mental state to get to where you want to be. It's going to be way more difficult. You will be easily frustrated. You'll be more impatient. You'll be cranky. That's not the recipe for success. So we have to look at these unsung heroes and emphasize how important they are because they can be the missing piece if you are, again, if you're not getting enough sleep and if you are not you know, um, filling your bucket, if you're not managing stress, then those two unsung heroes can destroy all progress. They can also be your greatest assets. It doesn't take that much consideration. It's like, let's just control what we can and be aware of how important they are and put 
kind of things in our life, rituals, habits, routines that allow us to uh, manage these things as well as we possibly can. And you'll be amazed at how much better your body responds. This is one of the things that we look at uh, that is really probably, I would say, like top three most important parts of the process when we work with one-on-one clients. The two things that always stand out above everything else that we do is neurotyping. So factoring in your personality type. A lot of the times that is the missing piece because it helps with consistency and it helps with a process that feels more natural to the individual. Most people have spent years and years and years um, being placed into a box, right? Like they, they join a program and it's like, here are the rules to follow. Here are all the things you can't do. Have a great day. And then when they mess up and they feel like shit about themselves, they're like, well, if you would have just been consistent, you would have made progress. So neurotyping, it flips that completely around and we build a process around the way that your brain works so that you feel more naturally in alignment with the process. It's just it just works because that's who you are as a person. We lean into that. So that's usually the first thing that changes the game for most people. The second thing is the metabolic priming, where again, most of our clients come to us after years of chronic dieting. And so their metabolisms aren't usually in the best place. So metabolic priming, getting them fueling enough, getting them fueling properly to support their body, to support their metabolism and essentially get to a place where their body will respond to the adapt to the stress that we're imposing, which creates the adaptation that we want, which is why they reach their physical goals. That's a big part of it. The third part is what I'm talking about now, which is monitoring those stress inputs and outputs. We keep a close eye on what are the daily stressors that you're dealing with. And then what are some of those charges that we have, some of those activities that refill your bucket and make sure that we're in balance. And if we're not, we have to make changes because if we are completely draining that bucket, we're going to make changes with what we recommend in terms of nutrition, in terms of exercise. Um, all of that influences the ability to make progress. So by, by keeping an eye on the daily stressors, uh, it helps. It takes all the guesswork out of the equation. We don't have to just like, you know, throw shit at the wall and hope it sticks. We know exactly what we're up against so we can make the proper recommendations. Um, and sometimes that means if it's a really stressful period, we're just going to maintain. We're going to do everything we can to emphasize recovery and stress management. And we know that this is just a period where we kind of have to get through it. And then once we can take some of that stress off of the system, then all of a sudden their bodies respond like clockwork and we're in a much better position. But most people, they just try to battle through. It's like, well, there's all this stress, but also I want to look good. I want to restrict myself. I want to train super hard and intensely. And it just doesn't work. So they end up frustrated because they're putting in all this effort and have nothing to show for it. And that's why I say these two are the unsung heroes. Um, if you need help with this, guys, just reach out. It's really quite simple. Um, I respond to all my messages. So just hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. Facebook is just Mike Milner. You can shoot me a private message. Instagram is at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Um, and don't forget to register for the free training on Thursday night, March 18th. Obviously, this is a recorded episode, so I'm not sure when you will be able to listen to this. But um, if you need the link, just join our Facebook group. 
the personality diet and neurotype training. We'll have the link in there so you can register for the, the free training, March 18th, seven o'clock Eastern time. And I will talk to you guys very soon.